Gentlemen, welcome to a new segment of the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday. I had this idea last year and it's decided to, that this new year we're going to add this segment to the podcast. Each Wednesday there will be a short episode from the wisdom literature in the Bible with the big idea on wisdom, why I'm even doing this segment. It's a very simple one. If you get wisdom, you get everything else. You get the riches you get the relationships that you really want, you get career success, you have family life. If you get wisdom, you get everything else. Proverbs chapter 3 is one of the wisdom books in, uh, Proverbs is one of the wisdom books in the Bible and chapter 3 says that wisdom is better than gold, it's more precious than any jewel you can obtain. And it says blessed, blessed, which means happy. Blessed means happy. It's the most literal translation is happy is the one who finds wisdom. The Baker's Encyclopedia defines wisdom as a capacity of the mind, and in the Old Testament involves both knowledge and the ability to direct the mind towards a full understanding of human life and towards its moral fulfillment. So what, is that, what does that like mean? Very simply put, that means that wisdom gives you and I the ability to think rightly and then to take right action. They go together. Wisdom is not just the ability to think rightly you can think rightly and then take wrong action uh, there's actually a proverb about that a dog returning to its vomit but there's also uh, so you want to be able to think rightly and then be able to take the right action that is wisdom the wisdom literature in the bible is contained in three books proverbs ecclesiastes and job the entirety of the bible has a lot of wisdom to offer i think like the book of james all of the gospels genesis there's a lot of wisdom in there, but these books are so full of wisdom and that is their specialty that they've earned a special title and a special place in the scripture. They're right in the very center. And Job is a book about the nature of suffering of good and evil and about questions that are impossible to answer. Ecclesiastes is a reflection of a man on his life and on what is most important. It's actually a, it's a book by a very successful and very rich man on a reflection of his life and what's most important, and it is my favorite of the three wisdom books. And then Proverbs are short sayings of the wise to give instruction on right living. Proverbs, uh, written by King Solomon, David's son, uh, who's interesting enough, he was very, very wise and often did not take right action. I've done a podcast on that. Often he did take right action, but often he did not. Uh, Proverbs, he wrote, when he opens up Proverbs, he writes why he wrote this book in the first place. And it, it says in chapter one, it says to know wisdom and instruction, to understand the words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and in righteousness and justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. That's why he wrote the book. And by that sole description, that introduction, it sounds to me like you and I have everything to gain from reading the wisdom literature of the Bible over and over and over again. And the proverb I want to focus on today comes from chapter one. It's verse seven, because if we start in the wrong place, we're, we're not going to, we need to start in the beginning. We need to start with the first instruction on wisdom, because if we start somewhere else, we will never receive uh, the wisdom that is in there. Okay. So this is about the first place you start and says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So uh, just a quick note, uh, the words knowledge and the word wisdom, they're used interchangeably in, 
in the Proverbs and it, there, there's a little bit of difference, but they're pretty much used interchangeably. Okay. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or it's the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Over and over and over again in the wisdom literature, that phrase, the fear of the Lord will show up. Uh, Job 28, 28 says the fear of the Lord, that's wisdom to turn away from evil is understanding. Proverbs, uh, 1533 says the exact same thing, and so does Proverbs 9.10. So the question I would ask then, if we want to start in the right place, is what does it mean to fear the Lord? Does that mean I'm like terrified of him and run away and hide like Adam and Eve? Um, Not quite, but it also means that you don't treat God and Jesus like he's your buddy that you hang out with on the weekends. Uh, There's a, a reverence and a respect because he is God. And I think the best way to understand what it means to fear the Lord is to think about your power compared to his and your place in history compared to his using things in the world that are more powerful than you. Uh, you can use words to do this. You could say things like, God is more powerful than me. And that, that would be true. But I'm willing to bet it doesn't resonate with your soul or with your heart, or with your mind as much as you had hoped just by saying that. And I know it like for me, I know it doesn't. But the, I do remember the very first time I understood what it meant to fear the Lord. And it's when I stood in the ocean surrounded by giant waves the first time. Uh, well, second time, because the first time I was like eight. But the, the second time when I was an adult. The, I was stood there and I had a, a, a sense for the very first time that there was nothing I could do to master the waves. At any time, the undercurrent could sweep my feet from underneath me and take me out to sea. All I could really do was stand there as the water went in and out. And if I moved too quickly, it could just grab me. The waves, they'd hit me and they'd knock me back. There's like, there's nothing I could do. Maybe I could boogie board on top of it. Don't quite have the skills for that. But there's not a person in the world who can stand in the ocean and say that they've mastered the ocean. Especially if you go far out. You're safe on the dry ground. But if you go far out, you're at its mercy. It's just, it's too powerful. It's too massive. It's too all-encompassing for that. Like, just imagine yourself in the ocean. You know, I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day. He works on boats. And he, uh, the big, big boats. And he's out at sea all of the time. And they went through a storm when he was coming back to the States. And he had a recognition for the first time that if he were to fall in the water, like, his life is over. No one would know. And there would be nothing he could do. Because it's that powerful. He's able to float on top of it, but if he were to fall into it, there was nothing that he could do. All you can do with the ocean is recognize your place compared to it and act accordingly. You don't be a fool in the water. You don't necessarily avoid the water. You just recognize the difference between you and the ocean. You recognize your place compared to it, and then you act accordingly. That uh, The practice of recognizing that there's other forces in the world I think is a very powerful and understanding. If you like, if you just imagine like the the Lord is, is like an ocean, you want to recognize your place. There's also the practice of thinking of like how small you and I are in the grand scheme of things in, in the history of the world. And it's a very powerful exercise, I think, in understanding the fear of the Lord. So just think about this. Right now, at this moment, you are living your life on a rock that is floating through infinite and empty space going thousands of miles per hour. The earth is perfectly positioned in that infinite space to support and sustain life and the life of billions of humans and plants and animals. It was here before you and it will be here long after you. 
millions and millions of people before you established the world that you live in and that you take for granted. Everything from your phone in your pocket to the car you drive to the rights you have, everything came before you. You are hardly the master of your fate. The Lord, like God himself, he made all of the things and he made all of the people that made the things that you and I take for granted that came before us. God came before you and he will be here long after you and I pass. Now we're not insignificant, but we are small in the grand scheme of things. And to recognize that smallness in the grand scheme of all things is to fear the Lord and that is how wisdom comes. Otherwise, you are puffed up with pride. You think that you can figure out things on your own without, re- rela- uh, without recognition of the history who came before you and the God behind that history or the wisdom and the tradition and the work, things that have worked and are time-tested. Wisdom is not created by man. It's not. New studies put out by universities and are helpful, but they are not wisdom that has been discovered. Often they lead astray. Wisdom is not created by man. It's a discovered, it is discovered as a gift, excuse me. It's discovered as a gift. And the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. The beginning of wisdom is to recognize your place in the world, knowing that there is a being more powerful than you, and to act accordingly. And then the second part of that verse is easy to explain. The first half is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And then the second half, it says this. It says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. So who is the fool? The fool is the prideful one who thinks that they figured it out without reference to God, without reference to his word and his ways that came long before you and I and have been tested by time and people all across the globe. All wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord and all foolishness begins with ignoring him. That is where you start if you want to be wise. So learn to fear the Lord and this is how you begin to receive wisdom. And remember, if you get wisdom, you get everything else. Thank you for joining me on Wisdom Wednesday as part of the Man I Want to Be podcast. I hope you have a blessed day.